a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show on RacerX.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Don't forget, get it on Stitcher, get it on uh, iTunes, get it on uh, uh, on the Pulp Max app. Also, too, check out the Steve Mathis Classics, Volume 1, 2, and 3. I got a lot of tweets and things about older shows and older guests. And a lot of times I've talked to these guys and I've done these shows. And so what you need to do is... Go back and subscribe to the Steve Mathis Classics 1, 2, and 3 to uh, to get all the interviews that I've done on there. And uh, we thank everybody for listening. Flyracing.com. Please check them out. 2017 and a half kinetic mesh gear is out now. It's some of the latest, greatest stuff along with their light hydrogen and their Evo line with the BOA system on the back. It, uh, nothing can beat that, that gear. The official gear choice of Millsaps and Baggett and Bloss and Canard and Pike and, uh, and many others out there. The Antignat brothers. Please check them out. Flyracing.com. We thank them for the support. All right, again, I'm Steve Mathis. With me in studio here, lives in Las Vegas. This guy hit me up out of the blue, and somebody that uh, I've known about as far as their racing because uh, you know I'm, I follow it back in the day. And uh, he's here in Vegas, and we're going to do a little career about his pod, about his a little podcast about his career, what he's doing now, what he's doing next. Uh, you may remember him as number 99 a couple times, Dean Matson. What's up, Dean? How are you? Hey, Steve. How you doing, buddy? Thanks for coming. Thanks no for coming problem. in. Yeah, no problem. Not too far away. Only a couple miles down the street. Yeah, no, I know. It's funny <laughs> how that works. Uh, but now you had a, a, a friend of yours recommend that you get a hold of me, huh? Is that how it worked? Yeah. I know, I, Facebook, uh, right? Did you hit me up on Facebook? Childhood friend, right. my buddy Hugh Parker from the Bay Area. Yeah, okay. he, he kept pushing me to pull the mic up to, a little bit to, to get a hold of there you. And uh, I did. I reached out, and uh, boom, here we are. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Um, many people, like I said, uh, remember you from num- being number 99 on a Honda, 99 on a Suzuki when you raced. You were a top privateer right below the factory level, guys, for a long time in your career. And, and then you went to Europe, and you were a model for a while. And, I mean, you got a real interesting life, man. Yeah, I know. It's been uh, definitely pretty diverse. You know, I... Uh, just start off, uh, you know, young racing bikes and, uh, you know, kind of work my way up. And, uh, you know, like, like you said, you know, I took a break from racing and then I, I headed over to Milan, Italy. You know, I was so used to being over there from racing and stuff. So I just went over there and started modeling and uh, came back, got back into racing, uh-huh. you know, and just uh, kind of just been kind of all over the place. Yeah, it's a, it's a really cool life you've led so far. Real interesting. Um, it's uh, And we'll, we'll get into it. What are you doing now? What's happening with Dean Matson nowadays? Now, of course, Dean Varney is your name now. That's my birth name. Yeah, your yeah. birth name. I, uh, you know, I actually decided to change it back to um, the Varney mm-hmm. because I was doing a, a women's denim line doing jeans and I thought Dean Varney sounded better. It, you know, yeah. I'm Italian, yeah, yeah. so it's a little Italian. So it kind of had, I thought sure. it, it sounded, had a little more of a flair. So I went back to Dean Varney and I kind of just kind of kept it, you know, that's when uh-huh. I kind of put uh, Matson up on the shelf. Right now I do have a girlfriend. We, uh, we live together. She's an amazing girl. I love her a lot. Um, so it's going real well. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't be happier. Uh, and you know, for a living, I'm, uh, I have a partner, uh, that we, uh, we actually, uh, we take existing houses that are like older and, uh, we'll knock them down Mm -hmm. and then we just make a, a, a more of a, a bigger house, a beautiful house, you know, and then kind of turn around, put it on the market and sell it. So. Can you do anything about me getting some equity back in my house here in Vegas that's oh, crashed? I, I can try. You know, I know the market's definitely come up a lot. It has, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's you know. depressing, though, it uh, Dean, to live here 10 years, right. and I'm still underwater in my house. So. Are you really? Yeah, yeah brute. It's brutal. Wow. So, so okay. So, yeah, you're in Vegas. You're, you're renovating houses. Yep. And, uh, and uh, yeah. Now, does your chick know? 
like we could pull out these magazines and show her or does she know sort of yeah she, your she racing career yeah she she's actually been hearing a lot about it over the last few months now that okay. i'm kind of getting ideas uh, yeah, yeah. you know but she's seen <laughs> she's seen video okay you know and stuff yeah, yeah. and yeah she definitely knows uh you know yeah she knows she, oh awesome she knows yeah somebody no. had told me that a while ago your name came up with somebody at some point and they were like he changed his name to Varney, and I'm like, what? And I didn't really realize the whole thing. When you were little, right. uh, you had a, a family friend kind of adopt you to help you get to the races. It really worked out. His, his last name was Matson. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, I met George, uh, George Matson. um, you know, at Hollister Hills, uh, the OH, OHV uh, park where you, you know, actually go ride the trails. Uh -huh. And he was, uh, I was 11 years old, I think I was. And uh, I actually just went out there with a friend, a friend that lived down the street mm -hmm. from me. Yeah. I didn't have, I didn't really even have a bike then. Yeah. And uh, I yeah, just, which, well, I just a little old, like a little late to get started. Yeah. 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 Right. And uh, you know, I just, I, I love bikes so much. I had a little, like a uh, little, one of those little pull starter things, yeah. you know, I rode around in Morgan Hill. I was living in Morgan Hill at the time. And uh, I met, met this guy, George, uh, you know, he had this big, big Winnebago and a big pro track trailer and it was full of mini bikes and stuff. And uh, he had an RM80. It was leaned up against the trailer, mm -hmm. you know, 1979 RM80. And I, I just, I'm all, wow, that was like my dream bike, you uh -huh. know. I went over and asked him if I could ride it. And he said, yeah, sure. You know, <laughs> and he poured it full of gas and got me a helmet out of the trailer and gave me some gloves and goggles and a jersey. And uh -huh. I took off and I came back and I had blisters on my hands. And that's kind of how it all started. I got his number and, you know, I started going over to Santa. He lived in Santa Cruz and I started okay. going over there on the weekends. My mom would take me over there and drop me off and I would just ride, you know. And like you, you just had the bug right away. You're just like, hey, man. Right away. I love it. Like, this yeah, is what I want to do. Exactly. And, uh, you know, long story short, you know, I uh, ended up moving moving in. I talked my mom into it, and that took some talking. But uh, she finally let me go do it, you know. And I, I just transferred schools. I went over there and started, you know, start, yeah. started living there. He adopted me. Then I was able to fly for free on the airlines. I could write my own ticket to just go wherever I wanted to. Why is that? He worked for the airlines? Well, he was, oh. he, he was a pilot for, okay. uh, right. so, for United Airlines. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it worked out really well. So it, uh, later on in my career, you know, I was able to fly around for free, first yeah. class even. So <laughs> yeah, really, cool. right. that's, yeah. that's awesome. Um, so you get a you, yeah, you're NorCal guy. Yeah. Um, now, should we talk about what you want to do now? That's up to you, Steve. Um, this is, this is kind of what we've been talking about a little bit. So uh, you haven't ridden for a while. You rode a bike, uh, whatever, seven, eight years ago, you said, right? Your, one of your buddy's bikes. Yeah, I've ridden a couple. Uh, just, I mean, I've ridden a couple times yeah. over the last probably 17 years. Yeah. You want to maybe, and we'll, we'll see where this goes and how it, how it progresses from here, but you want to start racing again. Like, you want to start getting back into it. Yeah, it would be fun. I think it would make a great story. I agree. I agree 100%. <laughs> um, how old are you? I'm 48 or yeah. 48 now. Yeah, yeah. 48. Wow. Jeez. So, you know, you want to get back into it, maybe race some arena crosses, you know, start racing again. Yeah, you know, hey. If I mean, I, you're in great shape. You're yeah, I'm still in yeah. great shape, you know, as long as I could stay, you know, from, yeah. from getting hurt. Yeah. You know, really, I, I think I could... Uh, you know, start training, yeah. you know, get out there get on some good bikes, right? Right. You know, and uh, get out there and uh, go show these kids what's up. Dude, that would that'd be pretty sweet. I mean, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be a hell of a story. And again, like you're in shape and, and it's kind of the old story, Dean, if you knew now what you, if you knew now what you, what you know now back then. Yeah. Right. Well, now you do know it and now you want to get racing. <laughs> the thing is though, Steve, you know, back then for me it, growing up, I just, I, I was so sidetracked with, uh. Man, it was just really hard for me to like, you know, with with Supercross and all yeah. the stuff going on and yeah. the girls and and the cars and you know all that stuff. It yeah. was such it was so hard for me to like really focus in on racing, right. you know, when I wanted to go do all that other stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, and now now that I'm older, I don't care about any of that stuff, yeah. you know. So that's I wish I had what I have now then, you know. Um well, breaking news, Dean, the same shit goes on in 2017 with these kids that race. Right. Yeah, the same stuff. Exactly. Where you're just, you're just like, dude, if you f I remember Damon Huffman told me one time that yeah. his dad was like, "Look, if you ignore everything and work your balls off for the next 15 years, right. you have 40 years after to do whatever you want. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you see the same stuff now. Well, we're going to get you a bike. Fly Race is going to help you out. Right, right. And we're going to see where this goes. No Just, promises, no. Yeah, no, but yeah. we're going to, this could be something really cool. This could, could be, be something really cool. Yeah. Um, and so uh, no expectations. You know, we'll just see what happens. I'm going to you know, dust off, uh, you know, dust yeah. off the boots and get yeah. out there and go. Now, Again, I don't know you at all. We only met a couple times. 
I've read all these magazines yeah. with you in it. Right. Um, Motocross Actions and everything. Right, right. Your rep, and I could be wrong, yeah, but yeah. your rep back in the day yeah, yeah. was very talented. Yeah. Can't focus. Right. Right. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> Absolutely. Totally. So the media was right in that case. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> um, if you look at your Racer X Vault um, finishes, there's a lot of top 10s, a lot of great rides, right. um, uh, really good 125 Supercross finishes yep. when you first jumped in. Yeah. So let's let's go let's go back a little bit. Yeah. So um, George Matson adopts you. Yeah. You start taking this a little bit more seriously. He starts supporting you and being like, hey, this kid's got something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at some point, Team Green, you're one of the first Team Green guys? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, yeah, I was. It's probably like uh, pioneered Team Green. It's, I think uh, Team Green started in late 82, I think it was. And mm -hmm. uh, so for 83, I was an AE intermediate, AE okay. intermediate expert. I, I know I had a Team Green ride, and they gave us some bikes and parts, and that's kind of how it yeah. went. Uh, I remember racing the Race of Champions on, a, on you know, at yep. Saddleback Park, yep. you know, with all those guys, Brooks, Healy, yep. you know. Yeah, that's kind of the air you grew up with, right? Uh, Brooks was a, would have been a rival, yeah. uh, Healy. Well, it wasn't a rival. Those guys were, you know, kind of in a sort of a different class, okay. you know. Right. I, I never got that good on a mini bike, mm -hmm. and then I switched over, and I went straight to 125 Intermediate. Okay. You know, so. Um, an all NorCal got a NorCal time in racing and everything else, just being up there. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, 80 novice, 80 intermediate, then 80 expert, locals, you know, yep. I would win races and stuff like that locally, but, you know, go down south and those guys were fast, you know, really fast. When did you start thinking, hey, I think I can make a career of this? Um, you know, probably right around 12 yeah. years old, 13, yeah, yeah. you know, oh, so you you're start, pretty early. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, you're, you know, yeah, you're got, you got the guys, all the, you know, the guys on your wall, the posters, and you're yep. like, I want to be that guy. Right, right. You know? So, um, but yeah, it started off with that, and then it, you know, went into 125 Intermediate. I think I was still Team Green. I went out and won the Golden State Series as a 125 Intermediate, and uh, then... Back when everybody raced them, too, you know what I yeah. mean? It was like a big deal. Oh, it was yeah. a real big deal. Yeah. Everybody was there. Yeah. And then, uh, then I, I, pretty much after that, I turned pro, and I, then I started racing locally, uh, you know, Northern California, one, mm -hmm. 125 and 250. Yep. And I'd go out there and I'd just pretty much clean up yep. or locally, except for when like some big big guys were around. Yep. You know, Rick Ryan. You know, obviously was very fast then. You yeah. Know. So when when do you meet Rick? Well, Rick, man, Rick, Rick and I, uh, man, in the very beginning, he uh, he was around because George George, you know, knew the Ryans, yep. and he was already around. He would be at Hollister. Okay. And when I was like, when me and George started going to to Hollister every weekend, yep. you know, I started racing a a novice. And, uh, and Rick, I, Rick was already Rick like, was already a pro. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah he yeah. was already a 125 yeah. pro. You know, and he'd have to. You know, he was so little he couldn't. He had to have a little block <laughs> yeah. to sit on. You know, get the get on his bikes. Right, you right. know, but um, yeah. So that's kind of how that started. You know, and Rick would give me all his gear. You know, and I would use his gear and. Uh, you know, uh, he would just, uh, we would, I would ride with him out yeah. at Hollister and stuff, yeah, yeah. you know, and, uh, he, we, you know, he, I got so good riding with Rick, you know, up trails and ruts yeah. and, and learning all that kind of stuff, yeah. you know? So that's kind of how I grew up that, you know, you, you wore Fox for most of your career. You're in some of their ads, some yeah. of their iconic ads and everything. Right. Is that all the Morgan Hill NorCal connection? Is that, um, was that all that? Well, and at Ricky that, Ryan and stuff? well, at that time, Fox wasn't in Morgan Hill. They were in uh, Campbell, California. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wherever that is. I don't yeah. Know that well, is. it's right near San Jose. Okay. San Jose. All right. All right. So, yeah. So that's kind of where it started. But is that, know? you were an early, you were an early Fox guy? I like was from, definitely an early Fox guy. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely uh, an early Fox guy. So Pete is your age or younger? Pete's about my age. Okay. Pete and yeah. Greg. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely. you would have grown up and met them at races or whatever. Well, you know, we hung out a lot, yeah. you know. Saw we, this company. You're like, you saw this company start from, you know. It was pretty much. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. Um, and they put you in some ads back in the day. Put me in some cool. ads. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Some, um, some ads. Uh, so you start off and you, if you look at the your, your results, you get fourth at LA uh, in the Coliseum. Your first ever 125 Supercross race. Second in Pasadena. Right. Like you're already immediately this is, I think, this is the first or second year the 25 class even started. No, the first, the first year was 1985. Was it? Okay, so yeah, right away you're, you're, you know, yeah, you're up to speed. Right. Something about Supercross, you know. <laughs> I just, I just loved it, you know. And I, I you know, I, I, I watched all the VHS tapes. Um, a friend of mine had all these uh, tapes recorded of all the Supercrosses of Omer, okay. you know, all yeah, the, yeah. all the, and I just would just, I just loved it so much, yeah. and it was just, uh, I had so much passion for it. You no, know, when I went out there, I just instantly did really well. So yeah, I mean, uh, second race was uh, Pasadena Rose Bowl. Yeah, uh, Brooks won. I finished second, and then you know everyone. Oh, you else. know what? That is the year that I have that race on uh, on tape. 
on on DVD. Yeah, that's the that's the Glover Ward year two moto format where yeah. they went at it. Right, and right. the whoops were like concrete. They were like uh, they were actually kind of like strawberry rows. <laughs> okay, and then yeah, you just, they were. You're yeah, right. yeah, it was pretty much they they, they they would make a, a hole and then have a whoop yep. and a hole yeah. and it's kind of like you had to go. That's a brutal track. Yeah, it was. Dogger ate crap in the whoops. I remember in the yeah he got tossed over the bars. I remember that. Yeah. So you only rode two. You only rode two supercrosses in '85. Did you get hurt or what happened? Yeah, you know what, Steve? I can't really remember, but chances are, yeah, you got hurt. I got yeah. I was always hurt. You know, always. You know, and, not seriously hurt, yep. but always a broken wrist or something. Yep. Or yeah. Um, so eighty six, you go back in. You're right. You get some more good results, some top tens again. Yeah. And then you go into two fifty class right away. On uh, you're just like that's it. Two years, and then you, ride, you get a Hondas. Yeah, yeah. Eighty six, I rode you know one twenty five Supercross, and I, I had a few seconds that year. I think in Seattle or something like that. Um, uh, and then yeah, started doing two fifties. Right? Did I? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. The next year was two fifties. Like nowadays, you would stay down as long as you can. You'd right. make as much money as you can. Right. Back in your era, it was like I don't want to ride. I want to ride right. the two fifties. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I remember on the I would ride one twenty five on the West Coast, and then I did ride. I mean, I I remember racing Daytona Supercross on okay. a two fifty. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yep. And. Uh, just crazy times. I mean, I, just the stories, you know, yeah. just uh, some of the stuff that went down. The 87 is, I think, the, when you first start getting into at least my kind of uh, vision or number 99 yeah. on a Honda. Uh-huh. Uh, you 80, cool, cool eight, numbers. 87. Uh, yeah, 87. 87. Yeah, yeah you're like cool looking numbers and yeah, yeah. O'Neill gear, maybe? O'Neill gear for 87, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. O'Neill gear and yeah. a Honda. And now you're up against the big guys. And yeah. and again, but you, you're, still riding, you're still riding 125 West and getting, yeah, second in Seattle, third in Seattle. So that's an 87. You're riding both classes. Oh, it's 87. Yeah. Okay. So both yeah. classes, you're on a Honda and yeah. uh, uh, some really good results. But like at this point, you know, if people, for people who don't remember, like Honda's got two guys yeah diamond and rj right 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 you know, base, i mean yeah they're not going to pick you up as good as your results are yeah exactly. it's just an error where yeah you know what, what are you going to do right exactly yeah um so uh in 88 you get a suzuki ride now i and i've done so many of these podcasts dean with different guys right, right, right where they don't understand the 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 jump back then Nowadays, you can win on anything. Mm-hmm. You really can. The bikes are great. They're Absolutely. all great. Absolutely. In the late 80s, or mid-80s to late 80s, there was Honda and there was everybody else. But I guess if you're you and Suzuki comes and says, hey, we'll give you bikes and parts, and yeah. you know what I mean? Right. You've got to take it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I wasn't really, a, a, you know, they. it was kind of like more of a backdoor thing. Yep. You know, they were helping us out, giving us parts and stuff like that. And I, I think they might even gave us a bike or two, you know. Yep. And, uh that was for 88. Yeah, 88. 88. Yeah. You yeah, know, so I, I mean like you have good year, yeah. you have a good ride in 87 or right. good results. Yeah, good results. As a privateer on a Honda, but yeah. there's nowhere to go. Yeah. Like there's nothing Well, I I knew from inside some of the inside people like yourself, okay. you know, I I knew for 89 I had a factory support ride lined up. For for, for Suzuki. For Suzuki. Remember, okay. when, yep. remember when Suzuki had about 8 vans, yep. Eight, yep. 8 box vans? Yep. Well, I had one of those for the next year in um Meadowlands, New Jersey, Supercross. Uh, you know, I was in a heat race. Uh, this was uh, 1988, and I ended up uh, going over like a camelback jump, and mm-hmm. I hit. I hit the. I went it to round to the outside of it where it was still sharp, and everyone was going in a different area, and I was yep. trying to, to pass. Yep. And I just came up short, and I landed on the other side, and the bike hit me, and I, you know, felt like I broke my neck. You yeah, know, yeah. so I, I went off to the hospital. You know, and the whole deal. So that really messed me up for the following season. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that Did was... Did you actually end up figuring out what was wrong with it or... Like, it's badly, badly sprained. Okay. So I had a neck brace yeah, on the whole, the whole deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so it was it was bad. Yeah, and again, like your results on a Honda are great, and then you jump to Suzuki and, you know, you need the help, but the bike is not what a Honda is. No, it's just not, not even close. Right? Yeah. Um, no. So at this point, you're starting the race. Are you living in SoCal now? Are you... Uh, like, are you trying at to? At that point, I was living yeah. in uh, Santa Cruz. So, how would you practice supercross and all that? Did you have a I, track? Yeah, you know, it, not really. You know, <laughs> I know. Be honest I know, with yeah. you, not really. Right? Yeah. Not really. No. You go and ride. I'm some, trying to think right jump now. Jump tracks or whatever. You okay, can. 1988. I lived with O'Mara in '87 for about. Oh, a you year. did? Okay. Yeah, J- Johnny. Let how me, do you? How do you and Johnny meet? Obviously, you're racing, but how uh, do you guys strike up to be buddies? Uh, yeah, it was at a race. Um, I just remember, this is the best I can remember. It was at some supercross and I was doing some sort of, I was jumping something in some section on my 125. Okay. And I just remember walking in the pits and David, Johnny, they were always together. Yeah. 
and they said something like, God, you were like... Number 99, just jumping some shit. Something, yeah, something like that. And that's kind of where it really started. And then I just kind of started hanging with uh, Johnny. Okay. You know, and... um, Long, long, long story short, you know, I, I asked him, you know, we, we, he said, yeah, come move in. Yep. I moved down to Simi Valley. Okay. And, uh, I, I brought a bike with me and yep. he's on Suzuki. He's on Suzuki point. now, yep. factory Suzuki. And, uh, this is uh, 1987. Yep. And, uh, yeah, that was it, man. You know, he had a supercross track on like about a half a mile from his house okay. yeah, out in this field, yep. Out, yep. out in this like pasture thing sure. out there. And, uh, yeah, we go to Honda land, you know, he'd take me out there, you yep. know, and, you know, I tried to train with him, but you know, how, how do you keep up? You know, how do you train with him? How do like, you train with him now when he's fifty something exactly. years old? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that so that's a huge help, right? Like, the, yeah, you're living with Omer, you're like watching what he does, you see how he trains and practices, and you're like, you know, yeah, it was cool. I mean, he's definitely intense. You know, it was, it was you know, I'm I'm seven, I'm eighteen years old. You know, and uh, you know, I'm just I'm trying to keep up. Yeah. You know, but yeah. yeah, I learned a lot. You know, and it was cool. We'd fly out from LAX and go to the races together, supercrosses yeah. and stuff like that, and. Uh, it was just cool. It was a great experience. Um, you know, I really, uh, you know, appreciate him. Yeah. You know, taking you in. Yeah, taking me in, doing that. Uh, that was awesome. Eighty-seven is also the year that me, as a fourteen-year-old, thirteen or fourteen-year-old kid, saw you in Winnipeg Arena Cross. You did. You, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You come up. You you did it a lot of those Canadian races. I did a few of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, rollerball and Hicks. You. Uh, uh-huh. Brooks for some of them, yeah, yeah, Ricky, yeah, Ryan. Um, it was it was awesome to yeah. like you know you just I mean at this point you, hey if you got some start money and a ticket a plane ticket I'll yep. be there right that's what it was yeah you know so we just jump on and go and uh, God I can barely even remember that stuff but yeah that's <laughs> that's a trip yeah it's funny because I remember it totally because I got your autograph at one of these races you did yeah not that's to make awesome. you feel old but that's awesome I got your autograph <laughs> at one of these races it was pretty awesome right on um so yeah so Suzuki you go and, and in 88 89 90 89 you only rode two races what, what happened 89 yeah uh was that the next year uh, yeah, okay the, the whole thing, thing took the, you out yeah it took me out for quite a while and then uh you know that year um just uh it was a, it was kind of a gnarly year for me. I, I, uh, just kind of was out of the scene. Mm-hmm. You know, I did some local stuff and then I prepared myself and got ready for 1990 yeah. and I was 99 again. Yeah. Yeah. Which you is know? funny. Yeah. yeah. How, how, yeah. And so I went out and I kicked, I kicked some pretty good butt that year, uh-huh. right. On the, on stock bikes yep. back then. Yeah. They were better than 88 and the nineties were better now. So did, where, where yeah. who were you living with or what were you doing? Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, just I don't uh, just uh, I think George, you know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I think still still living there. I think in NorCal. NorCal, yeah. Santa Cruz. Um, yeah. And so yeah, again, you're 99 Suzuki, just trying to make a make a go of it. A lot of lot of great rides. Did you? Did you have different times where, like you said, like that ride for Suzuki and and and. and Kind of went away once you got hurt. Did you have? Were you on the radar or any other teams or anybody else? Like, you know, were I mean, talking I, to you. I know uh, Honda invited us out to dinner uh, with you know all everyone, Rick yep. Johnson, all that. It was in Seattle. Uh, it was after the Supercross there in '87. You know, and I think we were going to go there and discuss you know whatever it is that they wanted to talk about, but we just never really. It never. I don't know. It just never really materialized out of that. But uh, yeah, just um. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things where when you, again, the rides are so there's no there's no rides, there's nothing, yeah. not like nowadays. Yeah, you know what I mean, no, where it's yeah, semi it trucks and everything else. It was and a lot harder. Yeah, right. You know, if 1990, I went out and uh, you know, I, I, I worked, you know, I, I was able to work work at number 21 for yeah. the following year, yeah. national number 21, right. which is phenomenal when you think about it. And like, yeah. and that was missing uh, that year. I missed Pontiac both nights because I I crashed previously. And broke uh, my scapula in my back. Okay. And I had to go down to L.A. Your shoulder blade or yeah, something, Yeah, something right? yeah, in yeah. the back of your shoulder there. Yeah. And uh, I, uh, what the hell? What, what's the name of that bone right back here? It's not your, not the scapula. Rotator but, cuff? Uh, I don't it's, know. It's in yeah. the back of your shoulder. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. I went down to this doctor in L.A. And I remember staying there the whole week just living in his thing. And he had this machine on me the whole okay. entire time. <laughs> and, and I had a refrigerator. And I just sat and watched TV and just kind of did. And I, it really helped me. I was okay. able to get back the following week and race. Yeah, yeah. But I missed. Right, missed two I, headers. I missed, missed two, 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 two you rounds. Know, yeah, so, you know. Were you in a box line at this point? Uh, no- I have my own van. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or wait, wait, wait. Let me think. That was 1990. 90? Yeah. 1990. I was putting, my bike was going around in the 
Bridgestone van. Oh, was it? Yeah. The Bridgestone tire support? Yeah, the truck remember, and trailer? Yeah. yeah, you remember Scott Swinehart? Yeah, Scott Swinehart. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was, yeah, UBC brakes? Yeah. Yeah, they were taking my seat, bike. Seat, seat, UBC. Yeah, so yeah. I had I had seat foams, Bridgestone tires, and my brakes were always covered. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. But you were killing it, making mains and, and yeah. pretty much, you know, racing in the top 10 and everything else. Yep, so that, yep. that'd be feel pretty good. Yeah, it was good, you know, considering, you know, this, you know what you're racing against, yeah. you know. And I think <laughs> Suzuki paid pretty good contingency back then, too. Yeah, you know, I don't remember, Steve. Yeah. You know, I don't remember what they were paying for nationals and stuff. I mean, it, wasn't, it really wasn't that much when you're getting like 10th and 12th. Yeah, and not stuff nationals, like that. no, but, for sure. But, you know, when you go race Golden States and stuff yeah. and all that, you right. know, then you can make some money. Was it getting frustrating at some point that you were putting in these results and, like, no one was calling to, to give you sort of a salaried ride? Or did you get, was it, was it was pissing you off at times? You know, I, I don't, I don't really, I don't honestly, I don't know. I don't remember how, how, how I thought about um, that, really. It was just, uh. I don't know. When, yeah. you, when you were talking earlier about sort of the distractions of girls and cars, mm-hmm. this is the era, right? Right. This is the mullet era and chicks everywhere? This is the mullet era. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and boy, did I have a mullet, let me tell you. <laughs> you did. There's a fox ad with you. You're yeah. running it strong. Yes, I did. Um, but again, you, you, if you'd known, you know, taking it a little more seriously back then, yeah. you're getting those results and still distracted, yeah. right? Yeah, very distracted. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember how bad it was, though, at Supercrosses, you know, because it was all the glitz and glam. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us. Yeah. What was it? Well, it was hard, you know. I mean, it, you know, you'd see the factory guys, they had all the, the, the cool stuff and stuff, and, you know, it's all the girls, and I'm always chasing girls around, and it was just, it was really hard. <laughs> Autograph signings, you're like, hey, yeah. what's, what's your number? It was, it was hard. Yeah, it was hard. It was hard to Any trophy focused. girls in there, Matson? Uh, trophy girls. I, I you know, no, oh, yeah, no, no, not really. <laughs> Dogger's got one with a trophy girl. Dogger's sure. got a trophy, sto- a trophy girl story that beats anyone. I can't tell it on the air, but it, it just beats anybody. Oh, I'm sure he's got a couple <laughs> good stories. It's, it's an all-timer with a trophy girl. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, yeah, I don't think he ever left the city that he got the podium on. Right. But, uh, right. <laughs> um, and so were you living with Johnny then or no? You were more a NorCal guy at uh, this point? Well, this '87, the whole yeah. uh, the whole year but, of '87. I mean, in '90, like, what are you doing in '90? 1990, yeah. I was back in uh, I was back, back in Santa there. Cruz. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I was over there, and uh, let me think. God, at and then at that point, I did move out from 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 over there, and I, I moved back to Morgan Hill. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. probably like '91, I was back in Morgan Hill. Yeah. You know? um, now in '87, going back a little bit, yeah. uh, there's photo. We have photos of you uh, in the RacerX archives. Right. You're with Ricky Ryan. Yeah. Uh, he's 12. You're 99, Hondas. Yep. Um, and so I guess you guys traveled a lot together. You hung out together. Is that? Yeah, George. Uh, you know, put we had a team, Matson Racing. We had two okay. two box vans, Matson Racing, and uh, uh, we had both had mechanics that drove the vans around the country. You yep. know, and and you know, Rick had his Hondas. I had my Hondas. Yep. And he we were living. Together, we had uh, we place called we called the Ranch House up in Felton. Okay, Felton, I don't know, I don't know Felton is, California, yeah, yeah. just outside of Santa Cruz. Yep, yep. and uh, it was pretty pretty cool, man. I mean, you know, we had a partial Supercross track built around the property. We had about four acres there. Okay, and we had remember Dirtworks, John Savitsky. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. they came out to build. No, it. that's not, that wasn't Dirtworks. Dirtworks is Rich Wrinkler. Well, well, uh, Savitsky's well, company was. Uh, what was it called? I forget what it was called. I I don't know. I yeah. thought it was Dirtworks, no, but yeah, different. Okay, but anyways, they came, maybe it was Dirtworks and he sold it. I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, anyways yeah, they yeah. came out. He was the track guy, right? Yeah, and uh, they came out to build the track, but they only got like a quarter of it done because it kept raining. Okay. So they really they didn't have time to stick around. So we had we had some sort of a, like a little bit of a supercross track there on the property. It was okay. actually really cool. But yeah, Rick Rick lived there at the house, and we were racing. You know, yeah, that's uh, what's going on, dude. So I did this podcast with Rick Ryan, right? I yeah. don't know him at all, but you yeah. you heard it. I did. Uh, it seems like a nice guy. His kid is is all into racing now. So Ricky's back on uh, chasing the the, right. the amateur races. But I could not believe. That he does not have his Daytona Supercross trophy. Yeah, he doesn't know where it is. Yeah, he doesn't care right. where it is. Right. This is the <laughs> biggest, ra- especially back then. It's still right. huge. Right. In 2017, it's still a huge race. Yeah, the manufacturers even pay more bonus money to win it. Blah yeah. blah blah. Yeah, yeah. Ricky wins as the only privateer uh-huh. to ever win a Supercross. I think still. Yeah. I think he's still the only privateer to ever win a Supercross. Yeah. Unless you count McGrath or whatever right, as a right, chaparral right. guy, but yeah. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Um. And he doesn't know where the fuck the trophy is. I know. He doesn't care. It's crazy. Dude, yeah, I, I remember help seeing him. I remember seeing that trophy, you know, uh I think it was back at that ranch house okay. there, but I don't 
I don't. I, I mean, I don't remember from there. It's like it the, it's such a huge accomplishment. You know, you probably you raced yeah. it. It was a muddy race. Absolutely. He had a he had a broken tib or fib and had a bolt in his boot or something. Something crazy. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. And the guy's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where the trophy. Yeah. I'm like. Hey, that's Rick, you know? <laughs> that's Rick. I would have it mounted, you know, above my fireplace for the rest of my life. I know, I know. Right? Uh, totally. Yeah. yeah, totally. Um, um, so, hey, let me, let me go through some guys um, yeah. uh, that you raced against, and you kind of tell me either a funny story or what you thought of them or, or hanging out with them or anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right? I think that's always fun to do. Okay. Uh, we'll start with RJ. Okay. Now, I watched something with you and RJ in it together, and, and, you, and he, RJ was like, ah, I can't tell – the real good stories or whatever, but... Um, right, right, right. You and RJ, buddies? Um, yeah, well, you know, yeah. Rick, uh, I think we started, like, kind of sort of hanging out. It was uh, probably, I think, 80, 88-ish. Okay. You know, and uh, he was number one, of yeah. course, at the time. And I just remember, you know, hanging out with him, and, like, we'd be back at the races, and he'd, he'd invite me over to his hotel room, and we'd just kind of hang out. And yeah, so just he really kind of shine to you a little bit. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. kind of cool, you know? I mean, he kind of took a liking to me as, as a kid, and, uh, you know, we it was really cool. You yeah. know, I'd, yeah. I'd ride out with him in the rental car to the races in the morning. Oh, wow, yeah. And stuff like that. Would you stay with him in San Diego, or? Uh, no, never stayed no. with him in San Diego, no. No, it was more out on the races and right, stuff like right. that, you know? I, I first really met him in the Fox days. Okay. Yeah. When we know sure. we, he come down to Fox, and this yep. was like in eighty five, eighty six. Right when he was the guy. Yeah, the exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of how I got you know, get, kind of met him. But, but super great guy. Yeah. You know, still to this day, awesome. I just saw him, you know, uh, at Anaheim in San Diego. Uh-huh. Super great guy. Um. So we covered we covered O show, uh, Dogger. Yeah, Ronnie. Uh, you know, um, never. You know, we really. Yeah, I mean, we we know each other well and stuff. Yeah. And but. We, you know, we did we did some crazy stuff, you know, over, oh, over, I can over imagine. overseas, you know, uh, a little, little partying here and there, right. you know, some crazy stuff. But, uh, yeah, you know, super great guy. Yeah. Though, you but, know. but if you liked, if you were hanging out with RJ in that era, yeah. you couldn't hang out with Dogger. No. They were arch enemies. Oh, complete different. Right, yeah, right. They, different did, they, weren't, they weren't buddies, really. Different. Whole different. Um, uh, David Bailey. Uh, David, you know, uh, yeah, I haven't talked to David in quite some time, uh-huh. but... Uh, yeah, he, you know, I kind of, you know, met him through Johnny, but and then also I did the Gary Bailey motor, uh, the motocross school with Gary, oh, Gary did, yeah, yeah. back in '86. Okay, and Gary, and David was living out there yeah. at the time in uh, Lake Sugar Tree, Lake Sugar yep. Tree, and he had a, he had a supercross track in his little house and stuff yep. like that, and I, I was. What I think were you doing I, doing the school? You wanted to learn how to get your I'm elbow to, up or I'm something? I'm trying to remember. I can't. I can't remember if he already had gotten hurt. And I. This was '86. And he '86. He didn't get hurt. '87. He got hurt. He got hurt. Uh, Are you January '87. Sure? January eighty seven, right at the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So uh, yeah, I I just yeah, I, you know, I remember you know talking right. to David quite a bit, and uh, yeah, yeah. I just I'm just you're, you're I'm just really trying to go back in my mind right now and think of all this stuff, but it's um, but yeah. Okay, uh, Jim Holly, you probably race Holly a yeah, ton. Yeah, ra- race Jim a lot, you know, and races slam the shit out of each other in turns. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, a couple times. Yeah, he'd <laughs> usually come out on top. He's a pretty big guy, you know, but. Uh, uh, yeah, super great guy though. Yeah. You know, I mean, super cool guy. I just saw him, uh, you know, a couple months ago at uh, Anaheim. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, he was in that sort of um, again, like you were traveling overseas a lot. Yeah. And he was doing overseas Canada. Right. right. Like you would have, you and him would have been the top two dogs at many races. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, yeah. Yeah. Where, yeah. Where it was like we. Uh, yeah, we. I think we got into it. Uh, he. I don't remember. I think I rammed him in a turn or something like that. And, and then Jim, he, want, Jim wanted to he, fight? He came over to me in the pits, and he, he wanted to, like, you know, take my head off or yeah. something like that, I remember. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember where it was, but it wasn't in the – it was out of the state. It was in Spain, or I don't yeah. even remember yeah. where it was. But uh, but it was uh, – but it's all cool. We're, yeah, you know, of course. It was, it yeah, was just, know, it was a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. He uh, he took no prisoners. Like, right. And, again, me being a kid, like, my hero was rollerball. Right. right? Like, I mean, he, yeah. he was the guy. He so. rollerballed me a couple oh. times. I remember. <laughs> yeah. That's what he did. Yeah. Um, so, 90, 90, you have a great year. You're number 21. Yeah. Um, and then 91, you're still having another good year on Suzuki's. Yeah. Um, is that when you go to Europe at the end of 91? When do you go to Europe to race? Uh, 92. 92, See, yeah. okay. So, it was the after 91 was over, yeah. and I really couldn't like seem to get any yeah. more help. And it's like, you You're know. like, hey, look at my results. But, yeah. but again, it was a different time back yeah, then. Yeah, national number 21. Yeah. And so I, you know, I got a deal to go over to Europe to live in Belgium. Uh, okay. Uh, Belgium uh, Honda import, uh, importer mm-hmm. uh, for for Honda Belgium, and I had a great 
team, a great yep. setup. I, my own big van and the whole okay. deal. They gave me an apartment and a car. Good money, like good money. Yeah, a little decent, bit of money. money. Yeah, yeah, a little yep. bit of money, and uh, that was it. Unfortunately, you know, the, the GPs. You know, I went out. I think after a couple of races, I broke my, uh, my a bone in my wrist here, and as you can see, I had it yeah. operated on. They had to put a little titanium screw in there, and that uh-huh. kind of messed me up. You know, for yeah. for you know yeah. for quite some time, and. Uh, that was that, you know, so yeah. it really didn't, you know, I stayed over there, though, to ride Supercrosses. Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, you know, I could go over and I could get good money, start For sure. money, yeah. you know, so, um, yeah. But you look at your results, like you got six at Hangtown in 90. Right. Uh, you got six at the Unadilla in uh, 90 in the 500s. Right. You've gotten, like we said, podiums, 125 Supercross. Yeah. Uh, sixth at Millville in the 500s, ninth at LA. Uh, uh, like these are good results for a guy out of a van, right? But just like it's one of those things where do you think people? Do you think like guys like Dave Arnold and Roger and, and McCarty and these guys, they knew your rep uh, of chasing girls and partying a little bit and didn't well, want to help you or like what do you think? You know, I was kind of like back then. You know, I had long hair. Yeah, you know, yeah, you did. it yeah. was like I think me and Soma were the only guys that had long hair. Yeah, and I didn't really give a fuck. You right. know, I had long hair. I liked rock and roll, and that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. you know, and uh, you were too late for the Mark Peters KNAC sponsorship. <laughs> no, I hung out with him too. <laughs> I, we'd go down to the Red Onion and stuff like that. I remember, but uh, but yeah, no, uh, they didn't. Yeah. they just didn't. Those guys didn't like that stuff. Yeah, you yeah. know, and uh, you know, I was like, I don't know, I was like. Back then, I was doing stuff like now. It's normal, right? Of course, you know, yeah, dyeing absolutely. your hair, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I would come yeah. blonde one day, and RJ would be all like, "Whoa, you know, <laughs> you know." It's like, <laughs> what, what happened, man? But no, you're yeah. right. Uh, with so few rides, they yeah. could look at you, know your reputation a little bit, and be like, ah, "I'll just go and get this guy," you know, right? Because Matson, yeah, Matson's unstable or yeah. something. No, right. they probably they probably took it. I yeah, I didn't take it very seriously, you know, and uh-huh. uh, you know, that's kind of what you know, yeah. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis podcast on RacerX. I want to talk to you a little bit about Racetech. The folks at Racetech have been uh, on board with us for a long time. And use the code PULPMX17 when you're checking out to save money. Get your suspension done, please. Come on. Give your bike some love. All right. If, if you're looking to get the most of your bike suspension, get Racetech's proven lineup of suspension components and services done at the headquarters in Corona, California, or at your local Racetech service center. And check out the helpful guides on Racetech.com and pick up a do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Things have been around a long time. Also, too, Racetech doing engines now, valve jobs, porting, honing, decking, and more. Whether you're looking for a rebuild or a high-performance upgrade, Racetech's engine services department experience, staff, and state-of-the-art equipment have you covered. I can vouch for that. I've seen it myself. Give Racetech a call and mention Fault Mex for a special discount. Please, check them out. Thanks to the guys at Racetech. Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp MX Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS, featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hit a motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX Show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions, and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting, always a good feature. 
If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them. No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet, you're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows? They might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. <clears throat> you got third at Bercy one year, you told me? Uh, third. Was it Switzerland? Maybe it was Geneva? God, I... Oh, oh, that was a uh, Paris Supercross. Okay, not yeah, yeah, not third. Bercy or Bercy. No, no, Bercy was another race. Okay, yeah. uh, it's a three night race yeah, in, yep, in Paris. Yep. But this was like oh, this, called in, the Pau de Prince. Okay, in the stadium, it was, it was a really yep. big race. Like it was like yeah, huge mm-hmm. race. It was like the Anaheim over yeah, there. Yeah, okay. So, anyways, yeah, I finished third there. You know, uh, Bale won. Yep. Everts, Stefan Everts got second. I got finished third. Yeah, and, you know, blah blah blah. Right. You know, um, so. so this is the kind of stuff though that's putting your name. And again, like I can imagine you back because I go to Paris every year for Bercy, and I've been overseas a ton. Right. They love American riders. Yeah. And if a guy comes over with long hair, yeah. he likes rock and roll. Like yeah. and he's like you, good-looking guy. Yeah. Yeah, right. Like the like they're guys. like, hey. Pay Matson money, get him here. Yeah, the French. It's guy, almost like yeah. like nowadays. Okay, so Barsha gets to go mm-hmm. because he causes controversy. He right. slams guys. Right, right. right. So he'll get a, he'll be able to ride at Bercy for a long time because yeah. the French guys love to hate him. Right. But the promoters know he puts on a show. Right. Put on a show. Right. And they that, love it. And that's, no, the French the French guys seem to like me a lot. You know, yeah. just uh, I was pretty well known in, in France. What were you pulling down for start money? Were you getting like twenty? Oh 10? No, 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 I wasn't up in that range. And you always five to seven thousand. Okay, you yeah. know. Uh, for a you know, race, yep. which I thought was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Know, for, for so Bale wins, Everett's gets second, you get third in this Paris yeah. stadium. And yeah. then wasn't there, didn't, wasn't it, wasn't Dogger there or somebody or Wardy or somebody was there? No, uh, okay. Larry Ward. Larry Ward, was yeah. that it? Okay. Machine, he was yeah. there. Right. Yeah, there was a lot of guys there. Um, you know? So it was a really good finish, is what I'm Real good finish, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so. The GP thing doesn't work out. The wrist injury, everything else. Wrist injury kind of messed me up that year. But I stayed over there and lived over there and just kind of drove to. to I just yeah. went out and did odd races in France and I got would, paid a lot of money. Would you? Who gave you the bike or how'd you have a bike? Did you through, buy one? Through, no, through the Honda. Show. Oh, okay. The, 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 oh, through this. Oh, so, yeah. So they kept helping you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then you would just be like, hey, yeah, this race and this yeah, race. And yeah. Yeah. They were getting good publicity. Dude, did you mind living over there though? You know, I didn't really like Belgium. I didn't, I didn't. You know, I mean, it was always always rainy. You know, it was yeah, uh, no. kind of depressing <laughs> all the time. You know, yeah, no, it was. Uh, I don't know. I just you know, especially like okay, so this is nineteen ninety two, ninety two. No, um, uh, no internet. You know, hard to get a hold of people. Hard to like. Times are different. Yeah, back in you know in Europe. Right. So T- times, yeah, completely different. Now so, I think it's like up to par. Now. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You can stream your favorite sports. Yeah. Team or, right. you know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. It's so much harder. Right. Uh, so you never, how long did you stay there for? You know, I was over there for that mission. Yep. I was over there for about a year and a half. Just racing. But, yep. but you know, a total time of being in Europe and you know, I did a little modeling yeah, over so there. Yeah, so I want to get into that. Yeah. So, so at some point, you're riding in Europe, you're racing all these supercrosses. Somebody says, hey, you should try modeling? Like, how uh, does that work? Uh, well, let's see how that happened here. It was <laughs> it was ninety four. Okay. Okay. I uh, I had a friend. He was a photographer. Lives in San Francisco. Okay. Okay. And I just broke my collarbone at Hollister Hills at a Gold State or something. Okay. Right. And I was just like, you're frustrated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. fuck this. I'm gonna. You know, I'm so done with this. And I he's all, you know what, man? Let me shoot you up a little portfolio. Uh-huh. And he's all, just go to Milan. He's all don't even bother don't even bother staying in, in San Francisco. Just go to Milan. You're, You're like okay. what? You kind of you got the long hair. Okay. You got the European look. Yeah. Go over there, and and that was you know Europe was no stranger. I, yeah. Yeah. I knew, yeah. Yep. I knew how to get around. I've already lived in Belgium, so I went over there. I listened to him. I packed my bags up. I healed my you know collarbone yeah. a little. I went yeah. over there, packed up all my stuff, and uh, walked the streets the first day. And I got myself an in age- Milan. In Milan, got myself an agency. And they set me up. With How'd you do? Like, you just walk in and go, hi, I'm one on model. Yeah. Here's my photos. Yeah. Here. Yeah. This is it. The third agency I went to okay. said, yeah, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap you. Yeah. Yep. We'll wrap you. Yep. I gave them all my little Z cards and What's uh, that? it was a little, you know, picture of you oh, okay. and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. They yep. put up on the wall yep. Yep. and uh, they, uh, they set me up with like a, a little, a pensione, which, uh, which uh, apartment, you know, with another model. 
So uh, that was that. You know, I just uh, lived over there. It was life of a model. Wow. And this was 94. Yeah. So I ended up staying there doing that for about a year and a half. Yeah. And just... Yeah. Clothes, clothes, cars, whatever. I mean, uh, well, no, it was like, ride the subway for a while. Underground. Why? What do you mean? To get around to your no, no, no. Oh, I meant, okay. I meant modeling. Like you were modeling for clothes and modeling for cars and like what oh, kind yeah, of? Yeah, doing small little commercials okay. and mostly clothes. Yeah, it was all fashion. Yeah, yeah, fashion stuff. And you're like, this is the furthest away from Anaheim Supercross. Furthest away, <laughs> but you know, I was having a, a blast because it was all about you know, it was at night. You party. Yeah. You're about models. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're going to the nightclubs. Yeah. You get the drinks for free. Yeah. You know. And and you're getting paid to model. So this was kind of fun for a while. <laughs> How different. much were you making? Oh, man. Are I don't know. Make... The agencies over there take 50% of what you make. 50? 50. Oh, my God. Yeah. That seems like a lot. Yeah. Something to do with, you know, I heard the mafia <laughs> or something weird. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but you're making, are you making more money modeling than you ever did in a year racing? Uh, yeah. I don't know about that. Okay. No, no. Okay. You, 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 I was probably making more money racing. Okay. So, so like in 1990, you... You're pulling in six figures, probably racing. Yeah, I the definitely. Tennessee purse, definitely. Oh yeah, overseas. For sure. Right, right, yeah, right. For sure. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, no, but you know, for just 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 kind of cruising around, partying, and having a good time, you know, I mean, yeah. you're making pretty decent money. Are we talking uh, Cindy Crawford, Naomi Campbell type models? Uh, yeah. You. I mean, did you, you see them? Yeah, you, they're you, definitely walking around. Yeah, they're definitely. Yeah, you're in that culture. You're in that oh. whole culture. You know, I mean, you're definitely there. I mean, that's where the model capital of the world yeah. is. So. What was the weirdest thing you ever had to model? Oh God, man! I, you know, not I don't know, Steve. No? Nothing really weird. Nothing, no. No, did tuxedos and okay. all kinds of just all kind yeah. whole range of stuff, but nothing really. You had long hair still, and yeah, yeah, it went. I went there with long hair, and by the time I left, it was like short. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just because somebody went, said cut it that way. I or just something? went through the whole gamut and started with long hair <laughs> and left with short hair. Dude, that's pretty cool life. That's pretty neat. And like you said, like just chicks and yeah, it was fun. nightclubs and it was fun. Did you just did you travel all over Europe or did you just stay uh, in Italy? No, just pretty much stayed yep. in Italy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And no riding at all. No riding. Nothing. Nothing. No bike done. No, no yeah. bike done. You know, I just remember opening up magazine. And it was all about Jeremy McGrath at the time. Right, right. You know? <laughs> that's when he started winning. Yeah, and you're like, hey, I remember that kid. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's funny. Um, what a life that must have been, man. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. More chicks on the model side or more chicks on the racing side for you? Uh, well, did you have a girlfriend or wife or at all or into this time? No, no, I had some girlfriends though. Okay, yeah, here and there. Yeah, I had some relationships. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it was it was probably you okay. know pretty equal. <laughs> pretty equal. Yeah, you're like supercross racer or model. You still pull chicks. Yeah, it was it was a good time. It, I it was bet. A good time. Oh man, yeah, the stories you could probably tell. Yeah, and and then again when you were racing before you got into modeling, like. You know, those races, let's face it, uh, Friday night, you're still going out yeah. Friday, and racing Saturday. Right. Right? I mean, that's how it, yeah. it kind of is that way now, it even still. You know, now. when you're over in Europe, yeah. it's not taken as seriously, you know? Right. I remember even like two years ago, there was a top rider mispracticed because right. he was hung over from the, the day before. Right. You know? Right. Which, um, speaking of that, do you have any epic dogger didn't make practice and he still won that night? In Europe stories? Uh, yeah, well... There's a few out there. Yeah, well, I, uh, I, you know, like I said, you know, there was a couple couple times over in Europe, we, we would go out, we would stay out, me and Ronnie would be out all night, and... Like, what uh, are we talking, like, six in the morning-ish? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't remember. It oh, was come late. on, Matson, no, don't... It was late. It was really late, <laughs> and I just remember we were up all night partying, drinking, and this and that, right. and then uh, we would... We would get up, and we—I remember one one race in Spain. We didn't even make—we didn't make it there for practice. <laughs> yeah, just. And everyone, you know, we got there with our duffel bags over our shoulders, and everyone's clapping that we made it in there. Yeah. But we went out and kicked ass that night. Right, I think right. we, we went one two. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I know. That's that's, <clears throat> that's the joys of racing in Europe, right? Yeah. So. Um. So at some point, modeling does the modeling dry up, or do you get tired of doing it? Just you know, um, I actually just kind of got burnt out with that. You yeah. know, it's just uh. Seriously, with all the gayness, I couldn't deal with that. Okay. You know, I mean, yeah. I, no, no, no disrespect or whatever, yeah. but it just it wasn't me. You yeah. know, I just couldn't be around. Like dudes hitting on you type yeah, deal? Yeah, just or all you? that stuff, yeah. you know. It just, it just kind of gets old after a while. It's like, no, I'm not gay. Yeah, you know? right, <laughs> right, like, right. I like chicks. Well, I can imagine. You know? I mean, in that scene, yeah, exactly. It's, it's sort of androgyny, right, a little bit. Yeah, so... Yeah, so you know, so you come back to America. I came back to America and I got ready. How does that work when you come when you clear into customs and you say, "Yeah, I'm I'm here," and they're like, "What have you been doing?" And you're like, yeah. "I don't know." Yeah, just just modeling, <laughs> hanging out, you know, modeling. 
But uh, yeah, I came back, and uh, that's when I got three bikes. I uh-huh. got a Honda 500, you know, and yeah. whatever was so paying the like most. this is like 95? 95. Yeah, okay. 95. Yeah. Uh, I think 95, yeah. yeah. And, and that's when they were paying a lot of contingency money. Yeah. So... That was it. So man. you literally had not ra- ridden a bike for two years, two three years, or whatever. No, two it was years? probably a couple of years. Okay, yeah, yeah. I took yeah. A two year. Break. And you're like, okay, I'm back. I'm, I'm back. I rode a little bit, and boom, went out and started. You know, it was me and Ricky, yeah. pretty much. We'd yeah. go out and clean up yeah. in Golden States. Well, that was the funny thing in that podcast with Rick. Like, <laughs> in my mind, as a fan, not knowing him, not you know, just reading magazines. Yeah. I thought he was long retired or quit or who knows. Yeah. And he was like, no, like screw the nationals and super costs. Yeah. I was killing it, making contingency money. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm like, oh wow, you kept racing. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then somebody, somebody hit me up on a text after the podcast. It yeah. was like, like a younger racer. I don't remember who it was. And they were like, dude, I showed up as a good rider and Ricky Ryan smoked me. Yeah. You know, in an, at an, Golden State or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's still money to be made. Yeah, well, it was like Yamaha was paying $1,500 a class win. Okay. I think. So I, I had a Yamaha. I had, I had a Honda 500. I think they paid 1000 or 1200 okay. And Kawasaki, I think I had one. I had everything. Yeah. You know, and I, I remember some weekends I'd get out of there with the purse money and the conditions money. It would be five grand. Yeah. To just Sweet. go right. out and race right. in a day. Your expenses are 200 bucks or yeah, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. So that's what we do. And that's what I did for a while. And uh, that went on for some time. And I kept racing. I had still, I had a manager over in uh, Europe, and uh-huh. I, he'd still keep booking Were you me. going back? To, oh, I was yeah. still racing oh, okay. over there. Yeah, yeah I'd go yeah. Race, race races over yeah. there. That all went on until about 1998. Okay. Yeah, still 98. Riding. Yeah, 98. 98. That's crazy. Yeah. Right. And then uh, I think I got out of the sport about right around. Uh, You're 34 or something at no, this no, point, no, right? No, like 30, right? Okay. About 30. Do the math, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was about 99, I think, yep. when I got out. Yep. That's when I moved to Vegas. Yeah. I just packed up my stuff and just moved out. You're just over it at that point. Yeah, I was kind of pretty much over it. Right, right. Yeah. That's crazy, man. It it's is crazy. Such a, it's a, a real cool story and, 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 and really interesting to to hear you tell it. And I think it's it's almost funny how you didn't ride for two years, picked it up, and started doing well again. Right. Yeah. Which leads us into now. Yeah. But now, it's been a little while. A little while. <laughs> it's been a little I've been while. out of the sport as right. long as I did racing. Right. But, but uh, <laughs> I mean, who knows? You want to get back into it? I mean, not Supercross. We're not yeah. talking Supercross, right. but maybe Arena Cross, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Give it a try, or, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. See how you can do. Absolutely. Um, um, again, you're in great shape still. You still train a lot. You still you do. Know, do all that. Very so, much into the gym. Um, yeah. The exact, I am not into the gym, Dean, but you know, I, need, I need to get into the gym like you. You can come with me. Yeah, yeah, no thanks. I don't think I can, hand, I think I can hang. Um, and then, yeah, so, I mean, but what's funny is, is the whole time we've been talking, like, so you compete at the highest level and, yeah. and you quit for a while and model. You always, and even now, like, you follow this sport. You mm-hmm. love it. Mm-hmm. You, you know, if you weren't riding and racing, you, you're still reading the magazines and still reading uh, the internet and seeing what's up. Yeah, I very much tuned into it. I watch it every weekend. Yeah, you know, I I get on your website on Racer X and yeah. read all your stuff, and I'm, li- I'm it's like to- never left you, right? It never left me, and it really <laughs> never goes away. You dream about it too right. in your sleep. You know, it's like it's it's just always there. Yeah, you know. So yeah, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. You know, we'll, yeah. You know, it's kind of interesting to, to to see what's going to happen. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be uh, it's going to be neat to see if you know we got to see if you can steal. You still want to do it? Yeah. You know, you know how it feels with the blisters in the hands. Right. Oh, I know. Tell me about <laughs> and it. Everything else. Uh, I brought a couple little goodies here for you what'd in you, this bag. What, what'd you bring? I thought you, you're a Canadian, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you might kind of yeah. like this. This is uh, the Canadian. Ah, oh, Chris Morgan Kit Kat jersey. This is uh, the when I won the Montreal nice. Supercross. Yeah. Hey, you should have been 69, Matt. I should have been 69. <laughs> that's the year I was born, too. Oh, yeah. nice. Check it out. And that's the original. Uh, well, the, okay, here. Right, right. Hang on a second. There was Tide Kit Kat, yeah. right? So I got you an old. Uh, Oh, a fly man. jersey. This Check is original fly stuff. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. National number 21. Yeah. I like it. That's okay. awesome. Even hey, dirt stains on it still. Yeah, some dirt stains oh, on we're it. We're going to hang that up in the studio and, here. And then this is uh, an O'Neill. Nice. And Check this out. I got this sign down there for you. Oh, awesome, man. That's cool. All right. That is awesome. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> and then this is kind of cool. And these are not even replicas. This is the old 
the old oh, fl- yeah, yeah. fly pants. Which again, fly gear. People don't yeah. realize when you and Ricky wore it, like it wasn't yeah. fly racing, like what it is now. Exactly. Oh, that's different, awesome, different man. Stuff. That will be displayed yeah. in here. Shrine it up. Yeah, absolutely. Shrine it up with everything maybe, else. Hey, maybe we'll take uh, a rollerball jersey down and put Matson over there. Hey, that, that, now I can ro- <laughs> I, I rollerball him right off the wall. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I think that, that's awesome. Thank you, man. Yeah, that, you're that's, welcome. That, uh, <clears throat> I think that'll be really cool for here. Yeah. Um, and again, like you kept this stuff. Ricky Ryan kept none of this. Yeah, no, I have, I have a t- huge tubs full of this stuff. Right, I'm so yeah. happy I kept all this. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Right, you looking know. back on it. Yeah. Um, so you kind of touched on it a little bit. You wish you didn't maybe chase girls and party as much as you did when right. you were, you know, at the top of your game. Right. Any other regrets? Any other like? <sighs> yeah, my only regret was I just, you know, I I felt like I had all the talent in the world, yep. and I had a lot of support, you know, from George throughout the years. I just, uh, I feel like. I just didn't take it seriously yeah. enough, you know. Um, got hurt a lot, though, Steve. Yeah. 88 and that Suzuki, yeah. they would always come out of gear. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many times I went over the bars and I separated my shoulder and stuff from that Suzuki 250. Yeah, yeah. You know, the shifting dogs or something yep. wouldn't work, yep. and they would come out of gear. And it really traumatized me for, like, for you, sure. you were scared to jump stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so... Suzuki was always giving us new transmissions. Yeah. You know, and uh, so, yeah, that was a real bummer. Yeah, it's funny. Like I told you before we started recording, like, Kehoe and Holland rode crappy Suzukis forever. Right. Got smoked by the Honda guys. Right. Holland switches, wins. Yeah. Kehoe never switches, right. never wins. Right. You know, it's like, right. you don't understand that, that yeah. kind of deal. Yeah. Um, so, we talked about the Paris race. That sounds like you rode awesome. I talked about those six that you got at Hangtown and Millville. Right. But... What race stands out in your mind as the best one ever, or one or two that stand out as amazing rides by you? Um, I don't know about amazing rides. Like if you had your grandkids, you could tell them about. Yeah, well, winning the Montreal Supercross was kind of a big deal. Yeah, we didn't cover that. That's you right. Know, yeah. You know, that was kind of cool. And uh, Pound of gold. Pound of gold. Yeah. Troy ounces. Somehow, I don't know how, Dean, <laughs> you cut the track to beat Rollerball, because there's no way. No, I'm kidding. But, um, um, that's awesome, yeah. 60,000 people freaking uh, out. Yeah, yeah, more than that, I yeah. think. Yeah, it was a big, big, uh, it was pretty filled up. But yeah, no, that was that was pretty cool. Um, you know, some some pretty big races in Europe. Yeah. You know, I had some really good, like you said, some good finishes here in the States. Yeah. Um, Did you, I you mean. Know, considering the guys I was going up against, right? Oh, absolutely, right? yeah. You know. It also struck me, and tell me if I'm wrong or not, but again, we this goes back to you being such a fan of the sport. I had a buddy of mine in Canada, a guy named Daryl Martins. He was a good top Canadian pro. Right. Uh, he he chased. He was he was he was number four in Canada. He he really good rider. He chased the 500 nationals one year in '92. Mm-hmm. Same mm-hmm. year. No, you didn't do it. That was a year after you're done. But in '92, he chased the 500 nationals. Right. He was like 11th or 12th in the points. Mm-hmm. Really good out of a van. Yeah. And but he said, like he would come up on Somo or Chicken or Rich Taylor mm-hmm. and be like the hell am I doing with these guys? Like, these guys are gnarly. Yeah. I'm just a guy in a van. Right. And it would intimidate him a little bit. Yeah. But he was as good as those guys because yeah. they just weren't that good. Right. Or, as you know, he was that good. Yeah. Did that happen to you, too, because of you're such, like, you you know, you, you can hear it, you talk about RJ or, or Osho. Right. Um, did you get intimidated by those guys a little bit and be like, what am I doing here? Yeah, sometimes, yeah, you, you, you do. You know, you see these guys, but, you, you know, it's kind of weird, like, yeah, there were certain parts of my career where you could race with them, you know? Yeah. And it's like, wow, okay. They're not, you know, they're just, they're, they're normal guys, you yeah, know? They're yeah, yeah. You know, so. But when you're on the track and say, like, say yeah. you're all over, I mean, I'm sure there were times you were all over uh, the show or these dudes. Yeah. You're like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. No, it definitely gives you, it's a definite uh, confidence booster, no doubt about but that. But no, but were you ever intimidated a little um, bit? No. You know what I mean? Like, mm. Yeah, it was a little bit intimidating. Sure. These guys are, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, you're racing against your childhood heroes. Right, you're like, what you the know? hell? Yeah, but uh, that was that's cool, though. Look back at that. Right? For sure. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, we're hoping to get RJ on the pod. He never got back to me. He said he would do it, though. Yeah. Want, uh, maybe maybe he'll text him. We'll get, we'll get RJ on okay. to share some stories and absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. I'm about, sure he's got a couple. Yeah. Ones that he can tell over the air? No, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Um, well, Dean Matson, uh, Dean Varney now. Yeah. Uh, thank you for coming in. Fly Racing uh, Podcast. Thank you for the yeah. studio stuff, too. You're That's welcome. awesome. Absolutely. Um, We'll keep people up to date on this, yeah. on this comeback. Yeah. How it goes. Okay. We'll get some people behind you. Okay. Um, you know, and, and we'll see how it goes. It could be a super cool story. It could be. You know, if you're into it and you want to keep doing it. It definitely could be. Yeah. You feel like you can't, I mean. I don't know, you know. I mean, I, I, I watch, you know, and I see. It's just really, you know, I just 
stay away from injury and train yeah. and get, yeah. get, get yourself in shape. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think uh, you forget how to go fast on a motorcycle. Right. You know, and again, you know, I'm not. I'm in shape. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like I'm probably in better shape now than I was then, but not riding shape. Right, right. You know, so, uh, and my mind's a little more, uh, it's not so all over the place. Yeah, yeah so. absolutely. Uh, uh, and maybe you could hook me up with some of those modeling agencies. Uh, maybe I'll go over and model a little bit. I got one. Husky, it, Husky line. Yeah, Italy models will take you <laughs> oh, right there, in. There we go. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, flyracing.com uh, with the great Dean Matson. Thanks for sharing your story. Uh, I'm sure we'll have you back in at some point. Yeah, I'd and, love to. Uh, and uh, thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate the time. You got it, Steve. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing. He's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, you know. And I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My my ego got in the way, you know. The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could you sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey, hey,